Summer is a time for excitement, so go ahead and switch things up with a new recipe from HelloFresh. With pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow directions, it's never been easier to try something new. Get 14 free meals, including free shipping, with code FACE14 at HelloFresh.com FACE14. Yum! This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Face Podcast. I believe it is uh, the 60th iteration of this show. Uh, with me, as always, Andrew and Gavin. And uh, I think Nick is Hello. out this episode, but Eric is hiding somewhere in the background. Been about four minutes since we last spoke. How's, <laughs> how's everybody doing? How have you been? I missed you guys. <laughs> missed you too. I, I went to talk to you, Jeff. I didn't know you left about the Celtics coach. There's no, nothing. Heard nothing. I like the guy. I'm in. I, I was unsure at first. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Andrew, do you struggle when people are talking to you, but you're doing something else? Do you just block block out the rest of the world? Because I feel like he was very loudly like, I'm going to go pee. I heard you only. And then I, was just, <laughs> oh. I thought it was just you. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Maybe. If I did what I know, I don't think I would know. I think someone would else have to for me. Listen. I'll be honest, I'm well aware of who I am and how I come across. I'm pretty easy to ignore. I've had 46 years of it. I get it. <laughs> I'm used to it. It's kind of like, and by the way, let me just say, I, I mentioned to you guys like two or three episodes ago now that I came to peace with my space, my, my, my station in the universe, which is like, I am of the level of dog shit. And as long as I don't try to go above <laughs> that, then things are fine. And I just want you guys to know, uh, it's been going great. Like once I still, uh, universe and I, uh, we're, we're still seeing eye to eye, no major tragedies. The house hasn't fallen apart. You know, we did a little bit of rain cause Gavin and I hung out, but, mm -hmm. but I've been, uh, I've been reminding myself when I see shit, I'm no better than shit. And then I pick it up immediately and I deal with the shit and, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's just been great. It's been fine. That's, uh, really learned to settle with where I am and not, not try to be, oh, you know, better. Should we have a, I'm no better than shit t-shirt? I know better than shit. What would be the design on it? Well, the design, I assume, would just be text. You don't think, mm, I feel like there has to be a design. Wait, what's Eric saying? Said the same, st before everything fell apart last time. I feel like this is the stuff I said after everything fell apart and I had the realization. No, no. This was one thing happened with your car and then everything happened after oh. that. And, and because you, the car happened and then you went, you know what? I'm just going to take it as it comes. And then the next month of episodes. And then it came. Yeah, it all came. So <laughs> something to consider. I, I don't know, man. I've got a new shitty lease on life. So when Eric said this is the same stuff you said before everything fell apart last time, I thought he meant Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, is the episode going downhill? Yeah, so I thought it was a Vin <laughs> Diesel reference. And then that made me think, holy shit, Gavin's right. I don't remember any of this conversation said last episode. I guess I wasn't <laughs> listening. I was pretty sure this is all new. But you meant the car. Jeff's life fell apart. Not the yeah. episode. Less important. Understood. You know who else? Who I, I didn't know this. I so I made the the Zimmer the dinner Zimmer salad last episode. Yeah. Not to be confused with the regulation Zimmer salad or the no. regulation salad. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I, I was doing a lot of research about Don Zimmer, and uh, I didn't know. I didn't. Did you know that he almost died when he was like in his twenty from from a baseball? I had no idea. Yeah, like cracked his skull. Right. He was in a coma for two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was he was unconscious for thirteen days, and his weight plummeted from one seventy 
to 124, and they told him he'd never play again when he was 22. Oh, my God. He took, like, a fastball to the face. They had to drill holes into his skull to relieve the pressure so that he could survive. Oh, he had fluid? Yeah, I guess he had fluid. This then created, there was a rumor for a while that he had a titanium plate put into his head, and I feel (laughs) like those rumors were fully from when he had his fight. Because he went head first. I feel like the logic was that <laughs> he was trying to use his titanium. <laughs> yeah, that like he was trying to utilize the weapon that he was given <laughs> using the titanium forehead. Uh, it was not. He does not have a titanium forehead. They did put like some screws or like buttons or something in there. I bet he believed he had a titanium head. So he went for it. <laughs> Although immediately disarmed when, when your head just gets pushed into the ground. My favorite part of when I was doing research, the thing I was reading, they wrote out like he was hit and he's fully unconscious for 13 days. Like he nearly died. And then they followed up with, he was beamed again in 1956. <laughs> oh. Only getting hit in the head with a baseball beamed is hilarious to me. <laughs> I love beanings. It's a great word. It must be such a jarring feeling, though, to be playing baseball, get hit in the head, and then it's two weeks later. Like, What must that feel like? Oh, my God. I don't... Well, you wouldn't have felt the ball, I don't imagine. It's immediately out. Is that a strikeout? How does that count? Or does he go to base? Yeah, that's... That's, that's just get, that's a base on ball, right? Yeah. They'll probably have to put in a pinch runner for you while they carry off in a stretcher. It's an HBP. It's hit by pitch. Okay. Yeah. We should uh, run an experiment. We could hit Gavin in the head with a fastball. Oh. And then uh, two weeks later, we'll ask him what he remembers. Don't they wear helmets, though, playing baseball? They do. Or was that so far in the past that the helmets hadn't been invented? I'd, well, I'm sure helmets were invented by that point. I don't know if they <laughs> used them. That's another question entirely. But helmets certainly existed. I can't believe, like, when you look back on the way stuff evolved technology-wise, I can't believe seatbelts weren't a thing for so long. <laughs> That's oh. mental to me. I think... <laughs> Luck, dude. Like, surely the first car crash killed the driver. Surely. <sighs> I remember when Gus and I were into, we had we both had old cars for a while. This is early RT and before RT. And I remember, like, one of Gus's trucks, I think, didn't have seatbelts. And it wasn't required to because, it, like, they didn't have to, he wasn't legally required to have them because they weren't required at the time that the truck was built or yeah. something. And so they just didn't exist. And so it was okay. But it was like a, I think I'm getting that right. But it was like a 63 or a 64 truck. So it wasn't that old. Oh, and I'm sure at the time, maybe the way the cars were built in general, mm-hmm. maybe seatbelts would have been a death sentence when they're attached <laughs> to the way yeah. that they used to be built. Like they would have just ripped you in half. Well, also shit like car seats. Like my mom, I don't think I had a car seat when I was a kid because I was, I was born in the 70s, right? And my mom was like, the car seat was the fucking floorboard. They just throw you on the floorboard with a pillow and some blankets. like, And you just don't hit shit, you know? <laughs> you know when there's like something on the floor of a car and you break hard and then like a bottle might roll out. <laughs> so you just see your baby's head poke it out. Covered in old Skittles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jeffrey, what are you doing under here? Get back there. <laughs> <sighs> I was wildly wrong. I did not think you're gonna go with seatbelts. I thought you're gonna stay within the realm of sports with like hockey, how goalies didn't wear masks for a long time. Like I was all prepared for that. What was a much more impactful choice? Oh no, I was just thinking like safety in general was just yeah. like so secondary. Now stuff's built around safety. Speaking of not wearing helmets and masks, I'll tell you who should is fucking Devin Booker. I have watched, Gav, this is, he's a basketball player. It's the playoffs right now. He got hit in the first game of a series, or maybe second game, and he had his nose broken in three places. 
So then he started wearing like a, a, a face shield, but it's hard to shoot with it on or whatever. Or it's uncomfortable. So he keeps taking it off. And I swear to God, every time he takes that shield off and walks on the court, somebody punches him as hard as they can straight in his fucking nose. <laughs> God. Happened last night again. He was on the ground covered. He covered his face with his shirt to cry. He was in so much pain. And it's like, dude, put the fucking mask back on. Yeah, I mean, that's something that mm. I guess when your nose is broken in three places, even with the mask, it's going to hurt. I can't imagine yeah. without it. Hmm. I don't I even realize either. a nose is a nose bone is big enough to break in three places. Can't break mine. I have an unbreakable nose. We've covered this. That's true. <laughs> I don't need the mask. I'll never need it. I think if I was a bad shooter, though, I'd wear a mask season like every every season. I just come up with like, ah, I broke. I guess I'd have to come up with a different excuse. How many times have you been hit in the nose? Punched, like punched, or like, what do you mean? Well, just taking a blow to the nose. Oh, well, I don't, uh, it just bounces right off. So I couldn't tell you the number. It doesn't <laughs> really matter. I've never, like, sustained a bad injury. Oh, I'm saying, like, anything that impacts the nose, it does no damage. It just keeps anything, on moving. Anything that impacts the nose Any, does anything, no damage. Yeah. I, how, are you serious, dude? I hit my fucking nose so hard an hour and a half ago, I almost blacked out. <laughs> I. I don't know what to, I have like the Anderson Silva of noses like it just bobs and like you can't like when it hits it's not like direct but you're I not don't know providing any information about your impacts to the nose you're just it's like saying oh this this uh, pint glass unstoppable I'm saying that like when things when things hit the nose it like somehow deflects it and it does minimal damage like I don't there's nothing I couldn't tell you a time. I know I've been hit in the nose by things. It just means you haven't been hit very hard in the nose. No, I definitely have. I'm telling my no. When we like, like the pint glass in my cupboard has never broken. Does not mean <laughs> if I throw it at the wall, it's gonna stay in one piece. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, I can come to Austin. I got a watering can here. Hit, hit that. Hit yourself in the nose with that, uh, and I guarantee you, you'll feel it. You'll <laughs> feel your nose that? go back into your brain. Did you fall into your water again? Dude, earlier I was... <laughs> Is that uh, why you were late? <laughs> Arrow... Well, it's not, but... Uh, Arrow ha was out in the backyard and she peed, like, on the, on the patio, like, on the concrete, and uh, not in the grass. And so I spray it off. Otherwise, it the sun bakes it into hot, dry piss smell, which is fucking unbearable. So any anytime she does it, I go grab the hose and I spray it off, you know? And so I went to the hose, I grabbed the hose and I bit down to turn it on. And I guess right next to it, I was a little like little bench and it had a watering can on it and I fucking didn't see it. And I hit that watering can, like the spout oh, no. at the bottom of my nose as hard as I could bend it down. And then to add insult to injury. So like it shoves my nose up into my brain a little bit. So I can, I, I don't remember some things uh, I'm pretty sure, but uh, I definitely lost some knowledge in that. But then to add insult to injury, because it's a watering can and I hit the spout, uh, the force pushed it down so that the handle of the watering can, the watering can tipped, and then the wa the top of the watering can hit me in the back of the head at the same time. So I like double whapped myself. <laughs> How's the nose doing? It's, it hurt, but it's fine now. I might be fine the entire time. No worries. I would love to see. I would love to see you do that. Uh, next time I'm in person, you can feel my nose. You're going to feel the dexterity of it, the, the movement. It's very bendable. I've got a, a great damage-resistant nose. You know what? You guys keep talking. I'm going to do something. I'll be right back. You guys uh, c continue without me. Okay. What do you think Jeff's going to go do, Gavin? Uh, maybe he's going to get the watering can? Maybe he's going to get a soda and actually do it for the first time. <laughs> and finally actually <laughs> chug a soda. I just feel like there's a lot of bones that you haven't broken 
but for some reason you dwell on the nose as being the one that's indestructible. Well, because like I, you haven't felt my nose. If you feel my nose, you'd be like, "This is." <laughs> I haven't I felt anyone's nose. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, mine is mine is very flexible. What am I gonna get out of like? shoving my thumb against your nose though it's just gonna feel like a what do you mean no the flexibility of it the the lack of damage i feel like it's kind of shelled in a way that would make it very difficult to break in any angle it's a very durable nose i everything else would fall apart around it i'm not saying i'm invulnerable as i said before if i got hit by a missile it would hold but everything else would go away <laughs> do i think eric just asked do we think jeff's coming back i do think jeff's coming back yeah, yeah, he's, he's coming back. I don't know what he's doing, though. Is he getting the watering can? Do you think he's going to hit himself? There's no way he's going to hit himself with the watering can. I think I'm really going to have to talk him into doing this bike stunt, you know? Like, the way he was talking about it, I kind of got the impression he, he was saying, like, it, it wasn't going to be worth it, it wasn't going to be worth the effort, it's not going to be very good. And I, in my head, that's what makes it better. Like, if we go to all that effort, and then he gets, like, two <laughs> Yo, inches of air. Yeah. The least impressive it is, the funnier it is. That's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, you want it to be bottom of the barrel, like barely, like he gets a little bit of air in a phantom camera in the slow-mo. <laughs> the fact that you were getting so excited as well, just by thinking that we might be doing it, I've really been pushing to get it done. It just feels like something two seven-year-olds would do. You haven't been pushing that hard, dude. I've been, because you were trying to talk, you were trying to talk us out of it, and I was like, look, it's going to be good either way. What did you go do, Jeff? Welcome uh, back. I, I, I felt like I didn't do a good job of illustrating what was going on with the watering can, so I took a picture <laughs> to show you oh. how I how I hit myself twice. Oh, it's like really narrow on the end. That yeah. looks like it could have cut you really badly. It hurt, so that's what I did. And so when I hit it, the, <laughs> my nose hit the spout, it yeah. knocked the other part up into my brain. It's like an extreme netty pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But see, if you look, look at Jeff's nose. That's a very breakable looking nose to me. Yours as well, Gavin. It's kind of, there's like a large area for where it could break. What are you trying to say? It's extended. I'm saying it's not like, I have a flatter, smaller nose. There's just not a lot of room for it to move. Did the top of the watery can also hit you in the forehead from that angle? Or was it just the nose? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's what I was trying to illustrate to you guys. Oh. Is that when I hit it with my nose, it kicked the rest of it in. And then it hit me in the forehead and the top of the head. So technically, I guess I get hit in three spots by one watering can. <laughs> I just don't know how you don't see that. Yeah. Like, what's the, where, where? <laughs> well, like you said, Gavin, you bend down with your eyes closed. <laughs> the watering can, the the spout is thin and long and black, and I was bending down into grass. It just didn't just oh. didn't stick out to me. <laughs> You've got to put up security camera or something so we can watch. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even fucking realize this was going to be content, but yeah, I I didn't even think to mention it till Andrew started talking about his unbreakable <laughs> nose. You got assaulted by your watering can. How is that not content? It's amazing. It didn't rise to. The, it didn't. It didn't stand out to me until you mentioned your unbreakable nose. Why do you even have a watering can like that if you have a hose? Uh, to water uh potted plants and stuff. Yeah, but why can't the hose do that inside? Oh, <laughs> I mean that's an outdoor can though. An indoor watering can is much smaller and less muddy than that. Yeah, but the hose doesn't travel across the entire yard. So, like, if I want to water the rose bushes over on Millie's side of the house, <laughs> I use a watering can. Or right, sometimes I'll right. fill up the watering can outside with the hose because it's way faster <laughs> than using the kitchen sink. And then I can go around and water the plants inside the house with it. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. you don't want to have a giant ass black watering can hanging out in your living room. So you put it outside. <laughs>
I still, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that a watering can threw a combo at Jeff and he didn't feel it was content. <laughs> it just didn't. Yeah, yeah maybe, it I, maybe it knocked that part of my brain away. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, here's, the, here's the deal, Andrew. And okay. I think Gavin can corroborate this. Uh, that kind of shit happens so often throughout the course of every day of my life that it just, mm -hmm. it's just, it's second nature to me. I don't think about it unless I have a Gavin behind me laughing at me and pointing out how ridiculous the situation is. Because that's like, that's like every 18 minutes of my life. It's true. It's like there's a, it's a non-magnetic magnet in your head that just pulls stuff towards it. Like you, <laughs> you whack your head on stuff like no one else and not a on lot. metal things all the time. Yeah. It's just something about your skull that the universe likes. What, what, was your what was your last injury, Andrew? Have you had a... Have you bashed your head on anything recently? My, no. Have I bashed... No, not a lot of head bashings. I broke my toe a while ago when we were... My like a year ago, I guess. That was probably the last one. Broke one of my toes. Just opened the door into it. Bent back. How's that toe doing? It's fine. Yeah. 100% so, back to... Yeah, I'd say 100%. Yeah, I'd say it's a, it's a standard toe. Ankles are good? Uh, ankles are questionable at times. I did... Oh, should I talk about this? Should I? Should I mm. We don't know until you talk about it. Gavin knows what it is. Should I talk about this, Gavin? I texted Gavin about this before. I did a thing. One of the grossest things of my life happened to me. I don't remember what we're talking about. It, it, it involved. Uh, I hurt my Achilles. I guess I'm just going to tell the story. This is the <laughs> grossest thing that has ever happened to me. It is disgusting. It's unfortunate. I hurt my Achilles, and the day. The day I heard it was like bad, but then it like kept getting worse. But the day I heard it, I had to go do something. Uh, so I brushed my teeth at my desk. I got my bathroom next to me. And uh, then I went about my day. And then I hurt my, like my, my Achilles was really bad. I had to lay down. So I was just kind of in bed for most of the time for like the next three days. So it happened on like a Tuesday. Finally kind of feeling like I'm mobile on Friday. Things are good. Uh, this was during while I was building my sauce empire is an important detail of the story so i get more sauce i get my meal get the nuggets get my drink i take a big sip of my drink and i drank my toothpaste from tuesday on friday <laughs> oh yeah i spit because i i was at my desk when i brushed my teeth so i just spit it into a mcdonald's cup <laughs> i had on my desk and then i spent the next three days <laughs> i spent the next three days immobilized <laughs> so i didn't clean my desk at all and it was in the same cup as it was the same looking cup as the new one I got with the nuggets. And I mistook them. And I just was like, ah, oh, there's a little bit left. Final sip. And it was the, the spit that was the, the it was, it was bad. It was, where, it was disgusting. Where was the toothbrush during all this? I guess the toothbrush would have been on my desk. So yeah. you, you're the kind of person that when you stop doing something, you just put it down right there. And that's where it lives until forever. You didn't take the toothbrush back to the bathroom? No, I was, listen, I, my, my, I was in, it's tough to walk. Mm. So I sat down, put it on my desk. Typically, I'd always, like, I, I don't brush my teeth at my desk generally. Typically, we do that in the bathroom, mm. in front of the sink. I feel like brushing teeth without running water, though. That's, like, what was, what was the state of your mouth after you gauzed it into a cup? Surely you've still got, like, you need to rinse. No, nah, no, that was not a good one. I always rinse. That was a no rinse. I'm saying it was a bad moment. I'm okay. not proud ah, yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. This was an unfortunate moment. What did it taste like? Because surely it just tasted like mint to you. Well, so there was a little bit of root beer still in that cup. So imagine <laughs> like... It was, oh, it gets grosser. It, it, 
there is like a little bit of root beer when I spit into it. So it tasted like old root beer and then immediately that mintiness of toothpaste. <laughs> and it, but I, I took like a hard sip because it was just a little bit less. So I was like, I need to just, you know, like really suck on this one. And then I swallowed it by the, before I even taste anything. Then I had the you taste. You swallowed it. I swallowed it. It was disgusting. It's the most <laughs> I can't disgusting you got it down. thing. Well, I didn't the, taste the consistency anything. Consistency must have been all wrong. It was instant, the Gavin. Texture. Like it was a huge. It was just like there was no. <laughs> it didn't. It spent no time in my mouth. It was like looping Threw a track it down your gullet. Yeah, it just it was because it, it was the same exact fucking cup, and I just put them in the wrong places. It was tragic. Oh. It's disgusting. Just imagine you a white a wine tasting. They're like, oh, how was the the mouth feel? And you're like, the what? <laughs> I think the grossest thing that's ever happened to me. I, I felt sick. I felt like I had contracted a virus as soon as it happened. I didn't know what to do. It was like that. Just I can't reverse. I that. think I would have thrown up. Did you? Did you have any little any pushback from the? Uh... I think my soul left my body. Like I, I was no longer a person after it happened, and I processed what I had just been through. You had an out of body experience. I did. You, like floated out. You looked back down at yourself and just thought, "I'm disgusting." It was just, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was an unintentional, gross. It was just unfortunate. It was an unfortunate accident. If it helps, buddy, I've been there. It's disgusting and terrible, uh, and, and it'll haunt you for years, but you, you will get through Oh, this. I'm never getting over this. It's, I, I haven't had root beer since. I will never have root beer. That, it could kill a root beer for you. I, 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 it killed, I did something similar. It killed Pepsi for me for a long, long time, where uh, when I was in Kuwait one of the times uh, in the army, uh, my boss used to dip all the time, and everybody's got oh, a story no. about how they accidentally drank dip, but I, I fucking did as well. Uh, and he used to spit it into this Pepsi can, and I picked up a Pepsi can that was three quarters full because my Pepsi can <laughs> was three quarters full, and it was in the desert in Kuwait, so I didn't expect it to be cold because there wasn't a lot of air conditioning, so it wasn't cold, so it didn't strike me as odd. And then I chugged the entire <laughs> three-quarter bottle, and then oh. everything went wrong all at once, and I had like a moment of levity where I, I took the Pepsi can down, and I looked at it, and I thought, my brain figured out what it was, and I just kind of looked at it for a second, and then, I, and then full realization came, and I just turned to the right, and I projectile vomited across the office. Oh, People gotta just stop drinking the dregs of stuff. Yeah. And What's with all the spit? Like, I, I won't spit anywhere unless it's going to slip down the pipe with water. Like, what? Gossing into a candle and into cups, that disgusts <laughs> me alone. It's those tobacco chewers, man. That's what they do. <laughs> the candle was an exception. I needed, there was nothing else. I didn't opt for the candle. That wasn't my place you of choice. You were drinking out of a, of a bottle, though. Yeah, but the bottle still had liquid in it. I didn't what, spit in that. Though. That's where the liquid came from. Why the candle? You do. I've been over this before, Gavin. I'm a fucking violent vomiter. It is aggressive. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting that all in the bottle. It's shooting everywhere. I just needed something I can put my mouth over. You can't. You can't like spit through pursed lips. There's no. No, I was. Everything was coming up at that time. I couldn't. I had to go into the candle. There's nothing else I had in my desk. <sighs> I'd go into my hand before I went into a candle. A candle's way better than a hand. Is it the same <laughs> candle that you burn the waffle uh, no, air freshener in? It's, it's no. a different. It's a different candle than the the waffle. Does the candle still function? Oh uh, no, that candle is is the the waffle one or the spit one. The spit one, I'm spit sure, one. is fine. I haven't used it, but I'm sure it's fine. But the waffle one is. Why do gone. you have so many candles in your bedroom? I'm a candle guy. I like to keep he did the fire going. <laughs> He did say that. He's a candle guy. I like to keep the fire going. <laughs> I just feel like it's bad for a bedroom. Unless you're trying to do like a romantic gesture. Ah, oh, it smells nice. 
I'm not allowed to have a nice smell nice, but yeah. maybe he's romancing the Cassio. You never know. <laughs> a bedroom is just way more flammable, I feel like, than a normal room. I got a fire extinguisher. Not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got happen. a bag. He's got a trash bag full of extinguished fire extinguisher shit. <laughs> I like the idea of keeping his fire suppressants in a black bin bag. Just sprinkle some of the bag on whatever. Yeah. Just opens the bag and kicks it all over the room. I've, I don't have a fire extinguisher, but I have the ingredients of a fire extinguisher. That would be interesting to see if just the powder in a bag would actually do the job. Could we put out a fire with it? What a weird... What a weird... Yeah. Something's on fire, shoot it on a bag, and then pat out the fire with the bangs. <laughs> An unnecessary step. <laughs> hey, by the way, what was it like to burn that uh, wa- that waffle air freshener? So that's the thing. So as, as talked about before, I have a smoke alarm right above my desk, which went off when I tried to cook desk dogs. So I was very worried about the logistics of the thing. That's why I left, because I lit it, and it just went up in smoke immediately. I then sprinted to the patio... And it went out briefly because it fell into the wax. And then I had to relight it. It was a whole process. It smelled terrible. It was not good. It wasn't as bad as the freshener itself. Maybe the worst smell <laughs> I've ever encountered. But it was, it was a bad smell. We had a funny moment uh, where I, at this point, it was like six months ago, we did that second break show. I, can't, yeah. I don't even know where, this, where we are in the timeline right now. But in it, we, we had some fun fucking around with the air freshener and like sticking it under each other's chairs and stuff because it is intense. And then uh, I thought like this is kind of a funny way to, to, to promote this thing. And, you know, maybe people buy it and, it's, you know, it's silly and dumb and maybe they can, you know, like grumpy old minute to their friends like I, I suggested or whatever. And then after it was over, Eric came to me and he goes, uh, yeah, Tony, uh, Tony just texted me and was like, hey, man, really appreciate all the all the promotion on the on the waffle freshener but it's uh, it's been out of stock for a while should we reorder it or are you <laughs> yes please i didn't realize that's the most f- face thing i could think it of was. doing is spending extra time promoting a product that's unviable <laughs> then everyone hates anyway yeah then everybody hates <laughs> i enjoyed f- face break shit part two I liked it, yeah. It's a lot better than the first one. It was the most nervous I've been to do anything related to this show, I would say, by far. For the second one? For the second one, yeah. Why? Why is that? Because I, I, the first one, I just, I didn't, I don't know, I, I, hmm. I mean, you're at an immediate disadvantage by not being there because there's yeah. so, like, so much, like 90% of that is just shit happening on the table. Yeah. yeah. You're limited in, in what you can contribute, I, I understand. So it's, it's, yeah. So it was like a layer of just not liking my performance of it. And then I like had a massive anxiety attack during the first one. And, uh, it was just, so it was stressful doing the second one, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do it. No, Jesus. I love, no, I love the second one. The first one was like the most draining thing. I just hated my performance and you guys were Dude. great in it, but I don't know. It's just, it was a weird thing. Well, well, f- I understand. I understand that spiral of self hate and doubt. I, I, I feel it. That's why I stopped listening to the podcast again after I started listening to it because I can't fucking stand me. Yeah. And every and every episode that I would listen to where I would talk, I would say, "Well, that's the worst episode we've ever done." But I, I'll say from my end, Andrew, both episodes, I thought you were great. Didn't didn't show at all. Had no idea you were going through some shit, and it didn't it didn't wasn't reflected in your performance. I agree. I'm thinking maybe we should wear headphones then. So we can hear Andrew in our ears instead of on a little telly behind Eric's head. Yeah, it's it's like the timing of it is a little different than doing uh, a thing. I don't know. It was just it was it was stressful. I felt I, I like I feeling, let though. you down. 
and I didn't want to do like it wasn't you guys were great. I didn't think the stream was bad. It was more of a place of like, oh, I don't want to let you guys down in some way, especially something that you're so passionate about, Jeff. So I was scared going into the second one. Oh, you didn't let us down at all. No, I, not I at feel all. like it's it's uh, it's hard for you in that situation because you're not in the room, but also because like if if time goes by where you haven't said anything for a while because we like focus on the table or the cards and stuff, it makes it puts pressure on whenever you chime in again for it to be something bigger than it is if you know what i mean yeah it's a weird timing thing where sometimes like the room flow is so good i don't want to be like you guys are, are doing like you're riffing and i come in with a fucking cowbell and it just is completely <laughs> out of like that's sort of my my you guys were great so it was stressful but i had a lot of fun i i wanted to also just credit somebody in the community uh julie aria made my eric Bedour thing i meant to, to talk about that but i just i collapsed after we did the first break shit like it was I was drained. I felt terrible. Yeah, that makes two of us. <laughs> Anxiety filled. <laughs> They're on YouTube if, if uh, you've not seen them. Yeah, but either on, on the Achievement Hunter YouTube channel, although it may be on the face YouTube channel at this point, if that's a thing. Eric, please wait. Yeah, Eric says they're both on the face YouTube channel. So there you go. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That we've never talked about, but I think exists at this point. <laughs> yes, it does. It came out, <laughs> I think, today? Yesterday? We have a YouTube channel, but it's just the episodes, right? And then the break shows, and we've got some ideas for things here and there as well. Okay. I'm trying to go into my images. So I lit the candle on fire. You guys ended the second break shit stream, and I came back to a terrifying image. It was a close-up shot of the Zimmer Bear just on its side. Like, I had no context how we got there. I didn't know what I was looking at, but it was just my full screen was just Zimmer Bear sideways, which is a terrifying image. I watched for like 30 seconds. I think you were just boxing shit uh jeff at the end of the the show i assume. oh yeah but it was just like the most disturbing thing to come back to i burnt this it was like i don zimmer was mad at me for, for <laughs> like lighting the waffle thing on fire dude you uh you sent me a an article i think i don't know if it was this yes. episode or last episode we were talking about zimmer and you were talking about learning about his life and some of the you know about him being in the coma and stuff and i think you got a lot of that from that article about his wife and how she scrapbooked his entire career and uh, she seems like a phenomenally funny and interesting, charismatic lady. But the craziest thing about that was was you sent me the article, and mm -hmm. it's just a picture of her in her like office with all the, <laughs> her Zimmer memorabilia. And yeah. right smack dab in the middle of it, you cannot miss it, is the fucking uh, Zimmer uh, face that we have behind me in face. And I, could, I, I laughed for like two straight minutes. <laughs> it's so hard. Once you see it, it's all you can see, and it's so fucking funny. I, it made me want to read his books more because and maybe there just is nothing outside of baseball, but it's so tough to find information relating to Don Zimmer that isn't somehow wrapped in baseball. Like He got married yes, on a is. baseball field like it's his whole life is baseball. <laughs> um, yeah, 100 percent. Just a fascinating. I was you know, I was trying to do research. I was trying to figure out what foods he liked. and It was tough. And I stumbled on this like random excerpt from a book that is like baseball superstitions. And I read this story of it was like in the 30s for a baseball team and this team went on a winning streak and the coach demanded that all the players eat what they ate on the first day of the winning streak. And this one guy downed like a whole glass of prune juice that day. And so for every day he had to drink prune juice, like a full glass of it. They went on an eight game winning streak. So it was like eight days in a row or I guess. Yeah, I guess they're back to back games. He had eight days of prune juice and he was just miserable. It's like the most excited he's ever been to lose. Like he faced himself as just he happened to have prune juice on the day of a winning streak. And it was like some random coaches like, keep doing what you're doing every day and fucking prune juice every day. It'd be terrible. Never had that. 
I've no. never tried prune juice. I've never, there's no reason. We, you know what we should do? We should all, before we record the next episode of Face, we should all get prune juice, and then we should drink it. <laughs> Uh, God, and then see if it makes see if we have a streak. See if we have a, a good episode. What is a prune? But it's a plum. Is it? I th- uh, yeah. I think that's right. Dead plum. I think it's a dead plum. Yeah. I have, I have no idea what a prune is. But what is a regulation gross. amount of prune juice? We need to. What are we doing for size? It's a raisin plum. Yeah, like that a, makes yeah. sense. A raisin plum. Oh, wait. wait, not like a grape. Could I? Mm. I'm not sure what is confusing about, like, Gavin said it, and then, I don't, what's the confusion? Well, a raisin is a, is a grape that is dehydrated? Yeah, it's right. like, it's like the, yeah, it's like the raisin equivalent of a plum. So, raisin is just a term for dehydration in fruit. Okay. That's, yeah, yes. I didn't know that. I assumed raisin was its own thing. I didn't know it was a general term that could cover other categories. Well, at least... At least in the Achievement Hunter world, that's the case. I don't know in the larger world. Is Humpty Dumpty an Easter thing? <laughs> no. Because what we did... <laughs> speaking of... Okay, well, there's a, there's a reason for this. When we did the Break Shit 2 stream, speaking of things or like moments that pass where you can't comment, somebody mailed a bunch of packs very kindly to you, and you're going through the packs, and one of them was like Easter-themed, and it looked like a giant egg, which I assume was Humpty Dumpty. And I never really thought about the fact that Humpty Dumpty was an egg, which then made me think, is Humpty Dumpty an Easter thing? I don't really know the origin of Humpty Dumpty. So I just thought I'd ask. I don't think he lived long enough to find out. I just, it's, uh, I just wanted to ask. It's just, it came to my mind. We we're talking about this. stuff. I don't know how I got there, but I was just curious. I didn't think he was. I never, I've never associated Humpty Dumpty with Easter. It's part of the Easter pack, though. Well, I just, I never thought about the fact he was, because who would try to put an egg back together? When you break an egg, there's no... Well, especially using horses. Of course a horse couldn't put an egg back together. All, yeah, that's really weird that the horses were involved. I don't know what part the horses <laughs> were in on. I always assumed they re- oh. rode in, but you're right, the wording. Do you think that when they said all the king's horses and all the king's men, they're talking about the king of kings, God... And this is a whole metaphor where, like, not even God could put Humpty Dumpty back together. He's so broken. I think that's a bit slightly deeper than what they were going for. Yeah, no, I, I never even considered who the king would be. That makes it religious because Easter is a religious holiday. Maybe that's the angle into Easter. Ah. So was he always an egg or was he a man that died and then became an egg to make it more nursery rhyme friendly? Humpty mm. Dumpty. Was his first, was that a nickname? What is the story behind what is the origin this is vin diesel 2.0 origin <laughs> quietly humpty. googling humpty dumpty how old was humpty dumpty during the first fast and furious <laughs> yeah we're in the fast and the furious portion of the humpty dumpty doesn't give away the fact that he's an egg it's, it's not like eggy weggy on the wall no it's humpty dumpty it's like a great name for a camel there's a pissed off camel somewhere but he can't use that name <laughs> through the looking glass has the humpty dumpty stuff in it and in chapter six Humpty Dumpty is apparently he becomes more the egg only got larger and larger and more and more human what so wait I, an egg started inflating <laughs> oh no that's terrifying hump so you're saying that I could have got Humpty Dumpty in a carton was his origin like he started standard regulation egg size and then <laughs> just became, part of a dozen eggs yeah he's just part of a pack <laughs> he grew. It predates the Lewis Carroll story. Huh. 
Okay, sorry, I didn't want to. We didn't have to veer off completely at Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, I was just curious. It just popped into my head. Oh, <laughs> it says, as with a lot of these iconic old tales, though, things aren't as they seem here. Not at all. Incredibly, the original Humpty Dumpty wasn't an egg. He was probably a cannon. A cannon? Yeah. The original story predates Carol's take on the character. According to a number of military historians, Humpty Dumpty was the name of a cannon used by the royalists during the English Civil War. The conflict ranged from 1642 to 1649. And in June of 1648, Humpty Dumpty was stationed on the walls of Colchester. It was one of several cannons erected to try and keep Parliament's army from taking the city. Dude, Humpty Dumpty saved your country, Gavin. I just like the idea of someone knocking over a cannon and it rolls off a wall and that became a pivotal <laughs> moment in human history for decades and centuries to come. The cannon is named Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Was it on like a little raised portion of the ground? Someone got killed by Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> the, ne the next month, however, the parliamentary forces heavily damaged the walls beneath Humpty Dumpty with their own artillery. You can guess where this is going. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, broke into pieces. As for that business of all the king's horses and all the king's men, <laughs> it seems like those lines can be taken quite literally. The royalists or cavaliers were very much the king's men fighting in support of King Charles, who would go on to lose the war, uh, yada, yada, yada. So interesting. Hmm. So that's a good point. How many people did Humpty Dumpty kill? He was probably a mass murderer. <laughs> I'd assume so. Yeah. Can you imagine sending Dude. horses in to fix a cannon? That's more unreasonable to me than fixing an egg with horses. I would never send horses for a candidate. Well, no, it's more unreasonable to fix an egg because a horse could do a lot more damage to a broken egg than a broken cannon. <laughs> yeah, but I feel a like... A horse is just going to make it work. No, I feel like a horse, you just kind of got to line the egg up, right? Like, if you're fixing a cannon, that's a mechanical level. You're going to need tools. A horse can't hold a screwdriver. <laughs> right, yeah, a horse can't hold a wrench and a screwdriver, no. that's why. Yeah. That's the, well, I guess maybe in its mouth it could. There's probably ways that this could work. That's the, but the problem with it's the great the great uh, failure of a horse is that it doesn't have opposable hooves. That's what's it's what holds it back. It does. I'd agree with that. <laughs> we all have passions that push us to do big things in life. Like, for instance. Uh, being so obsessed with video games that you uh, play them constantly and then uh, you and your best friends all start a, a media company uh, and then 18 years later you do this ad. Passion comes from a deep burning love of logistics and management. No, it doesn't. It comes from a desire to create and then to share that creation with other people. That's where logistics and order management come in. No one's passionate about that except for the folks at ShipStation they make it easy to manage your orders and get your products out the door so you can get back to doing what you really love, growing your business. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and automate just about any shipping task. It's no wonder that over 100,000 online sellers choose ShipStation. You know, according to the AP Style Guide, I shouldn't say over 100,000. I should say more than 100,000 online sellers choose ShipStation. No matter how you sell, Shopify, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into a simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even from your cell phone. Actually, probably in 2021, probably mostly from your cell phone. You even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers like UPS, FedEx, USPS, all the big boys and girls easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for those Fortune 500 fat cats and without the contracts or commitments. Ship more in less time 
for a lot less money. Just use our offer code FACE to get a 60-day free trial. That is two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in FACE. That's ShipStation.com, code F-A-C-E, make ship happen. Guess what? It's summertime. And you know what that means? Summer vacations. And hopefully, safely, you guys are getting out there and you're going and experiencing some places and and having some fun. I know I've got a a Vegas on the docket this year. I got uh, hopefully Mexico uh, as well. And then maybe uh, maybe one more vacation with my daughter. And you can guarantee uh, when I travel, I will be using my Raycons because they're awesome and convenient. So whether you're on an airplane flying to a destination or you're already there and you're like chilling out on a boat for the day, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands, and you know how expensive they can be. Raycons look great and they feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors. Everybody likes cool colors. And with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit, it's like a, it's like a little gel massage for your inner ear. It's delightful. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. They also have a hell of a long battery life, so you don't have to worry about charging it up every five minutes. They're going to last you for, it's like 24 hours. You're going to be listening to a podcast or music or whatever floats your boat for quite a long time. Listen up, Raycon's offering 15% off of all their products for our listeners, and here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com face. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal, you'll want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com face. Buy Raycon, that's B-U-I-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash F-A-C-E. Speaking of break shit and cards, I have a I have a thing I want to share with you guys that I've been sitting on a while. I talked to Jeff briefly about this. I don't. It it was quite the. I stumbled onto William Shatner's store. William Shatner oh. has a store, and it is a strange thing. You it has stuff on it that you'd assume it's got things from his past. I'll, I'll just I'll link. I'll put some links in. This is something I'm gonna buy. I don't own a tie. I'm gonna buy a tie from the William Shatner store. It's from Boston Legal. It was worn by somebody who was in one episode once. I'm very excited about this. Is that different to Boston Les or Boston Rob? And the, they're all very different things. They're completely okay. different things. But they're, the things you can get on his store, he's selling a Hall of Fame award on his store. Uh, if you just want to own his broadcasting Hall of Fame, one of a kind, you could do that. But maybe the most egregious thing, this is what made me want to explore the absurdity that is William Shatner's store. He's selling Star Wars merchandise. He just gives no fucks. I feel like that that'd be like a huge thing that he wouldn't do. I feel like there's a kind of line. Maybe it's changed over time. I'd love to see those links. I'm, I'm they're they're all in the chat. Set of six danglers. I don't know what a dangler is. Where the does, other great part? No, I don't. I don't see him. No, no, they're not. I'm, all I see is Eric shit. I what well, I don't. Which well, chat? I, which the chat page? are you in? No, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in my. Pa- oh, they're vanishing. My links are now <laughs> vanishing. Suddenly, what is going on? What is, is happening Shatner to my link? Is doing real-time takedowns? <laughs> <laughs> he does hate Gus. What? Why can't I... Pu- oh, there we go. Oh, there, there we go. go. They're, they're, they're coming they're through. They're coming through. Okay, there we go. Okay. Why does he hate Gus? Uh, it's Gus's story to tell. I think he told on the RT podcast, but he did a panel with him, and somebody asked him a question, or somebody asked a question about Shatner, and he didn't like the question, so he unfollowed, or he blocked everybody that was on the panel. <laughs> so he blocked <laughs> Gus on Twitter, even though Gus has nothing to do with him. 
That's a tie. He's selling Star Wars merch. Um, but what makes it what great? What the hell? He's just selling like weird stuff. He writes. He writes the bios for like all the products he sells. Like when you read the Star Wars, one of my favorite things, you go to the description of it. These ships in the set appear to be from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <gasps> like they don't even know. It appears to be. They're unsure. Yeah, Andrew. You can buy know. at the William Shatner store a William Shatner Archives 1991 Hollywood Walk of Fame card. That's what I was getting to. As, as far as the cards go, look at this amazing card. He has two different cards on his store. I'm going to post it here. Look at the grin he has. He looks mm. happy. He looks like a man ready to sell you frozen goods. I could see that on the side of like a frozen, frozen like sausage box, maybe uh, a series of like breakfast heatable goodies. Uh, I would say he's he's starting to look similar to Don Zimmer in his old age, in the way that the face, the features of the face, wow. like retreat back into the skull. How old is Shatner at this point? He's got to be. He's got to be pushing in nineties. He's close to ninety. He is sure. ninety. He's 90 years. He turned 90 this year in March. Got a great innings. The other card, the 1991 Hollywood Walk fan. I'm more of a fan of the 2017 Topps Allen and Ginter card. Oh, the Allen Ginter. Yeah. I like yeah. the 90. I like the 91 because the, the toupee is on point there. <laughs> Let's look at Dude. it. I didn't notice. Is the toupee. Is, you think there's a toupee? Uh, for about 40 or 50 years now, he's had one, I think. <laughs> Dude, that's all I gotta buy that card. Or I gotta figure out if there's a pack that I can rip it from to get that. I mean, these all kind of make sense, right? Like they're yeah. in they're within the realm <gasps> of of He's got TJ Hooker merch? <laughs> oh my He's got god. TJ Hooker merch. This is where we get like this is the the real gem of the William Shatner store. He just sells DVDs that aren't his, that he has nothing to do with. Is he like a distributor for other people's stuff? Or I don't feels, know. Is he just selling his? Is it like his own eBay where he's just grabbing crap from his own cabinet? It's 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 everything that he has in his collection. Apparently, like when you read info about it. But nineteen nineteen hundred dollars on a two thousand and five broadcast award. Oh yes. my! Who's God. that for? We've we've got to. It's it's unavailable. We've got to find this and watch it together. No, yeah, that I was gonna get to that. Splat Attack is something I'm very excited about. The second one is on YouTube. Splat with two Ps. Is he, does he have a paintball gun? He's playing, it's William Shatner playing paintball as a movie. It's, <gasps> and it's not, it's not a movie. It's, it's his tale. It is like a documentary. Like, it's not scripted. South it print, is about yeah. how heroic he is. It is, tra yeah, sadly, this is the only way to get Splat Attack. The captain is back in an action, oh, in action, <laughs> in the ultimate paintball showdown. <laughs> bursting with dvd extras splat attack is simply unreal a weird and delightful display of film crossing over somehow into the real world armed with paint shatner doesn't sit in some <laughs> celebrity tent surrounded by agents and studio producers instead even though the man is in his 70s he literally in all caps takes command and races out onto the field to lead troops of the battle He's on the front lines, blasting away at the enemy, wiping out more experienced players with the bat of a hand. There were no special privileges for the Supreme Shatner. Far from it. Instead, just like his alter ego, Captain Kirk, Shatner charges in while others fear to tread, even when his men try to hold him back. Yet like Kirk, even against the possible odds, he somehow succeeds. 
Do you think he's fighting the alien that's in the top right of that image? Yeah, I was looking at it. It goes on the left. It's just some humans wearing paintball gear, maybe some parachutes, then a big alien. Yeah, then a big old alien. There is a trailer for this. And yes, he is fighting that alien. He also comes in via parachute. He enters the paintball <laughs> match via <laughs> a parachute mechanism of some kind. Let me find this flight attack trailer. I really want to watch this. I'm glad everyone else appears to be on board. Oh uh, God, we need course. to buy this movie. I feel yeah. like we should buy the award as well and just Eric. have it as the Face Podcast first award and it's William Shatner's <laughs> 2005 <laughs> Broadcast and Cable Award. Yeah, 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 for sure. How much is that award going for? William it's $1,900. Ooh, <laughs> Eric, we're going to need you to buy that for us. I feel like I wouldn't even want to buy like his Oscar for that. Like, Why would you want someone else's award? It doesn't make any sense because someone has a name on it. For 1900 It's oh, a one of one, dude. It's one of one. Here's the trailer for Splat Attack. Please enjoy. It's very good. I'm very excited about this. Oh, okay. Watch it on mute. Watching it. Do we need sound? Ah, uh, it doesn't hurt. He returns to action. <laughs> Shatner <laughs> underscore log. He's, oh he's flying in. Is this shot on a video camera? Four by three on video. What's going on? He's wearing a Star Trek outfit. <laughs> It, from what I can tell, he 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 maintained his superiority by only allowing people to play paintball with him that were invisibly worse shaped than him. <laughs> I can imagine working on this as like an extra and thinking, this is beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking oh. cool. The tanks, riot shields. The referee. <laughs> it's got everything you could possibly want in a movie. You know what's amazing? That has been living on the internet for a while, it just being awesome. And we had no idea yeah. until Andrew found it. Thank you, buddy. It, it was the weirdest uh, thing to discover. It's just like also, like here's another thing. He has coming out party for sale. He's the only place you could buy Hell on Wheels season one unwrapped, <laughs> like unopened. <laughs> like he's just selling an AMC show. For some reason. It looks like he shot this paintball movie, but didn't get the rights to any of the paintball logos. Like, everything's blurred out <laughs> everywhere. Oh my god. Fandomstore.com. What is that? I have no idea. I did not explore. I think it might be the answer to... Oh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Never mind. It's long gone. Well, it's out of print, as they said. Yeah. But even like... So I just... I, I posted a link for Coming Out Party on DVD. It's a, a stand-up special. This is how it's described. One-of-a-kind stand-up comedy. It depicts seven gay guys hilariously explaining their personal and their friends. Coming out story. A great comical stand-up comedy based on real-life stories. Each comedian takes his hilarious time on stage. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, that is, I looked at the Amazon description. It is nothing like that. I love Shatner's editorials. They're just, they're terrible. So it's Shatner's selling other people's products and by the looks of it, guessing what they're about <laughs> without actually Largely, watching. yes. Just assuming, making assumptions about, you could buy, this is another, you love collectibles, Jeff. You're a big collectible guy. You can get an Emmy screener for Shatner's Raw Nerd, <laughs> which is <laughs> the Kelsey Grammer episode, which ties back to this show. We've got some Kelsey Grammer stories of the past. It's true. It's a great connect, but like once again, a strange thing of at the end of the product description, these are from Mr. Shatner's archives and are marked with archive stickers on the reverse. The episode on the DVD is the Kelsey Grammer. That's how they wrote it. We suggest you keep them sealed 
as this show is never on DVD and they will only appreciate in price given their rarity. <laughs> so do not open it. Buy this disc from us, but do not open it because Shatner's archive of Shatner's <laughs> Ron Irv with Kelsey Grammer is going to skyrocket in value. Oh, that's fantastic. It's just a weird thing. I recommend exploring the store. I'm sure you'll find strange stuff there. It just seems like an endless well of bizarre. I emailed the store. I have yet to hear a reply back, but I hope I do. Be careful. There's no refunds, by the way, on the entire store. There are no refunds. Some of it is very aggressive. They sell, they have like a category of things called items for a penny, and you cannot get more than two of them. And they're very, you could get a splat attack poster, though, if you want, for, for one penny. Uh, Yeah. That's eight the, by ten. We'll put that on the break show. That's fucking, <laughs> that's set stuff right there. Also, Batman Forever enamel pinback earrings. A thing he had no involvement with. Like once again, I, he has no ties to Batman Forever. He's not in it. I don't know why he has Maybe that. Maybe he was EP on some of these. Well, that's the th so the question is: Is that a Paramount movie? Because they have when you go to the contact us page on his store. They have an address and they say, don't visit this place, but this is the address. Don't come here. It's not public. And I looked it up. It's just Paramount Studios is his address. <laughs> so I feel like he just has like a corner of like some lot of Paramount and it's just whatever they have in there. He's selling. <gasps> it's a weird thing. I'd I bet you there are other strange celebrity stores, but I've, I've never encountered anything quite like William Shatner's. Yeah, this one is uh, this. This is pretty fantastic. It also it's like. It's of a time, right? Like, this looks like it was designed in 2003. Yes. And maybe it was, and they, it's still working, I guess, right? So, I wonder if he knows he has a store. I bet he does. He's still pretty active on social media. Yeah, he's pretty active, but I wonder if, like, does he know he has a store, or do his people do run it for him? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'll tweet him about it. What's his name on Twitter? Is William Shatner? William Shatner. Oh, you can get a, a Playmates Grand Nagus Zek Ferengi action figure. He, I don't think he ever dealt with the Ferengi, but okay. We'll see. We'll see if he gets back to me. I bet you he blocks me. If he engages with that tweet at all, it will be a block. Just looking at some of the props he's got for sale. I'm excited to buy the ties. I hope that nobody scoops the ties up. Well, buy it now. Uh, I, I, no. I gotta, I, I'll wait. Add some suspense. You can get a Luke and Leia swing to freedom diorama. They have more Star Wars stuff? I didn't know that they had multiple yeah. Star Wars if, things. If I only saw... If you click on other franchises... You can get Stan Lee's Mutants, Monsters, and Marvels. That's out of print as well. There's some Battlestar Galactica toys. There's an Andy Griffith <laughs> Show DVD. Uh, everybody remembers the Rachel Lee Cook movie, Sally. That's in there. <laughs> no, no replies to the tweet yet from Shatner. No replies to the tweet. We'll see. Would you like to buy Boston legal prop Joan Zelda's Employee of the Year from 2004 Season 2? There's fire. I don't know who Joan Zelder is. I don't know if that was a random character. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was a random character in the show. $150. Maybe this is a cheaper award we can buy than William Shatner's Broadcasting Hall of Fame. That was just, I don't know. I, it's one of the weirdest things I've encountered, so I've wanted to share it for a while now, and it just kept slipping out of... I feel like I got lost in it for a little bit. I'm going down a Shatner rabbit hole. Could I, I've, I got one more. You're speaking of like things existing on the internet that people just don't know about. Uh, I had another discovery recently that I, that I feel like it feels very internet. It feels very much like rap for Jesus, uh, but undiscovered. I went through and I listened to every state song and I ranked them. I did a whole <laughs> list of state songs. I listened to all of them. 
Some states have multiple songs. Tennessee has like eight different state songs that I went through. And one of their state songs, this is not the state song. It is the official bicentennial rap of Tennessee. I'm going to post a link here. This, I'm imagining the woman in the thumbnail is rapping. This is delightful. It only has like a very minimal amount of views, like 10,000, 12,000 views. The internet should know about the Tennessee bicentennial rap. How did you find this? Well, because I was going through state capitals. Yeah, but why were you, why did you decide to do that? It was a Jeopardy trivia question of uh, what state has eight capitals? And the answer was Tennessee. And I was like, I should listen to all the Tennessee capitals. And then it evolved to, I should listen to every state capital and rank them all and determine what, it, what state has the best capital song. I got to listen to some of this. This is the best rap song I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> the, the <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's very good jackson poke uh, and johnson three <laughs> god damn i really like whiskey whiskey sipping smooth moon moon pies and goo goo goose. here's a question this was from 1996 do you think she's still alive oh, i god. i believe that she uh is an eternal being jeff i don't it think was, <laughs> yes not think it was alive. 15 years ago this song is just a list <laughs> it is <laughs> god damn what was the budget for that do you think uh i don't uh, probably the same as the show i'd assume <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll go have these on us uh with us on the uh shatner award. <laughs> shatner award yeah dude so you've ranked them all how long did this take Oh, this was like, I did this all in one evening. It was probably like six hours. The best one, and it almost feels like it's cheating to use like known artists, but it's, it's West Virginia's Country Roads, Take Me Home. Mm. It's a great, great song. It's a state song. That's a state song? That is the state song. That is the official state song of West Virginia's Country Roads. Number two, once again, it just feels like sort of cheating. It's Georgia on My Mind by Ray Charles specifically mm -hmm. is Georgia's state song. Uh, the worst on my list is Maine, State of Maine. Maine State song, terrible. I'm gonna guess it's choir. I ranked a lot of the choir songs pretty low. <laughs> not, not into that kind of music? Not into that kind of, it's just not, like you kind of, there's kind of a limited range. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, like as far as surprises go, New Mexico has a banger of a state <laughs> song. Great. Oh, fair New Mexico. It's just, it's a vibe. Like, it feels like it should have been a Breaking Bad. It's a great. <laughs> let me, uh, let me see if I can find Oh, fair New Mexico. What this qualifies very... as a state song? Like, it was written specifically for the state. It was written specifically for the state, and typically they vote to have oh, okay. it be like the official. So, like, Le Leonard Skinner singing about Alabama, that wasn't written for the state? No. Okay. That was not, that is not, they did not go through the process to make that <laughs> the state song. I think New Jersey doesn't have a state song, and it's like they agreed that they were going to have one, but then the governor just didn't do the paperwork, so it doesn't happen, <laughs> or something like that. Like, he just forgot. There are like three or four state songs that just stole the music from Oh Christmas Tree. They just are like, this is a great <laughs> instrumental track. We're going to swap the, the lyrics and just use it. Yeah, there's like four of them that are just that. It was quite the journey going state by state. Oh. But New Mexico's, oh, fair New Mexico. Let's see, is this the, yeah, this is it. I mean, you don't have, this is a four and a half minute song. I don't think it's necessarily worth listening to all of it, but it's, uh, it's a banger as far as state songs go. Oh, fair New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, I like the, the, 
Ooh. I'm telling you, it's a fucking, it's a banger of a song. Nice guitar work. You don't want to listen to four and a half minutes. It totally sounds like it should be a Breaking Bad, like one it's, of those like yeah. cold opens or something. Yeah, it feels like a Breaking Bad. Film. It sounds like it could be a song about Heisenberg. It does. Dude, this song is awesome. It's a great song. It's very high on the list of state songs. <laughs> <laughs> great. Hell yeah, it's the home of the Montezuma. This is great. I did that, and then the next thing I did... See, this was one we took two weeks off, and I just missed you guys that I needed to fill, like, activity as it's doing things. I listened to every single original song Oscar winner and ranked those as well. So I got a full list. I've listened to every song that has won an Oscar for original song. Um, <laughs> I've been in the same boat as you. I just keep taking photos of, of Pedro Martinez baseball cards and scanning him into Photoshop. I'm excited to see the end result. Yeah, but this is this is a way more exciting way to spend that that idle, bored, lonely time than what I was doing. It, it, it's, this is awesome. So the worst, apparently the worst song, I don't even remember what it sounds like, but uh, the movie was called Papa's Delicate Condition, Call Me Irresponsible, 1963. The worst Oscar song of all time. The greatest Oscar song of all time is from Tarzan's You'll Be In My Heart in 1999. There's some songs that I'm surprised didn't win Oscars uh, on the list. Those are great. Great pieces. The Oscar one took longer. Like the States was one night. Oscars was like maybe four or five days. So where are you going to do with, what are you going to publish these lists somewhere? I don't know what I, I just wanted to build the lists. I guess I could publish them somewhere. I feel like now that they exist, they're, they need to be official, the, the official f face. Yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised list. you, yeah, we you went with these like songs as your first great f face lists though. Like I feel like different dressings would have been one of your very first lists. Well, I'd have to go out and buy dressings. This is just me on YouTube. Just listen to things. It's a lot <laughs> easier. A point. I could just do this from the comfort of my bed, going through <laughs> listening to songs. There are songs I didn't realize were movie songs, like Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. No idea. But that was the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid song. Oh, didn't know yeah. That. That's a good-ass movie, yeah. dude. Bunch of Christmas songs, like White Christmas. That's a movie song that won mm -hmm. an Oscar. That's from uh, Holiday Inn, isn't it? Uh, White Christmas, uh, where is that from? It's funny doing these because you set lines, like there's the Shaft line, there was the uh, Mona Lisa line, these different, what, what, uh, yeah, Holiday Inn, White Christmas, you're right, 1942. Not, not age great, that one. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> what, what has at this point? It was interesting listening to Baby It's Cold Outside, like the verses were reversed than what is commonly done. What, like male-female reversed? Yeah, like it opens female, and then it goes male, and then it, like it goes back and forth, where traditionally when people hear that song, it opens male, and it kind of stays male, but the, the roles reverse uh, within the movie and within the singing of the version oh. that won an Oscar. It's fascinating. It's a very historic, <laughs> historical, very historical episode of Face. <laughs> yes, the important history of Oscar movie songs and William Shatner's award history. <laughs> and and we got to the bottom of Humpty Dumpty. Don't forget that. We, did. <laughs> we <sure> did. <laughs> I like that we never know what an episode is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, we we popped the can on that controversy and got into it. Uh, Eric Eric wants us to start stopping, so uh, okay, we should probably. Does anybody have any any uh, any shit they want to cover before we stop? Do you think Shatner's selling any pieces of the Humpty Dumpty cannon? <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy some of his hair. I want to buy like a an an old hair piece. We should start selling stuff from the show. Like you should cut up your watering can and start selling pieces of it. We I want to start selling the cards we break. You know, like yeah. like I was thinking I could put in a in like you know they have different. 
display cases for cards. I could put your ice ice baby thing yeah. that you made, which was a, a vanilla ice card, a vanilla ice card, and then a picture of a, a rad dude baby. I think I could put those <laughs> next to each other, three by you know, in a glass case and sell or plastic case and sell that sucker on eBay for fucking dollars. Yeah, not not as much as William Shatner's broadcast award. <laughs> Probably not, but you know, you never know. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> oh, also, before we wrap, I wanted to do one thing. Uh, when we were we were talking last in person, I guess it would have been that break show. Eric mentioned in passing. Just like, I don't even remember what the context was, but he mentioned again how long it takes to get dry with a, a blow dryer out of the shower. And uh, <laughs> once again, reminding me that he misunderstood the instructions of that. And so when I was taking a shower this morning, I thought I would do something. Uh, this is what I had my, I mentioned this last episode, I had some bad bathroom insights. Very small, very minor, but uh, I thought I would, I would dry myself like I normally do, but I, I timed the process to see how much blow dryer you should be using to dry yourself off and okay. uh, it's 20 29 seconds so if you're blow drying more than 29 seconds to dry yourself then you didn't dry yourself off enough with the towel so okay. i mean for a six foot tall man who weighs uh, roughly 175 so it's, it's the blow dryer just to remove the clamminess post towel yeah it's just like to hit those little like the crevices that are still kind of wet and gross and to give you a night because you're already blow drying your hair <laughs> And then, like, then I noticed, like, oh, my beard's full of water. So you blow dry your beard, and that feels good. And then the water goes down to your neck. So then you blow dry your neck. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, if I could just continue this down, I feel better. I feel great. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dive back into season one content or anything. I just thought, for posterity's <laughs> sake, because it bugged me that he he just walked out of a shower sopping wet and tried to dry himself off. And then, as if as if my my technique was flawed. Uh, so I, I dry myself off. Execution risk. Yeah. So what you should do, dry yourself off, and then and then uh, about 29 seconds or so is about the amount of time you should be under the blow dryer. And if you're doing more than that, you probably didn't dry off enough. Why don't they build a hairdryer? Why don't they build them into the shower heads so you could just flip from one mode to the other? Dude, I think that thing might exist. I mean, our bidets do it for our buttholes, right? It's true. And I, I once used a, uh, I think it was a Dyson tap in a bathroom above the sink and you get the water out and then it switches to dry mode and it just fires air down into the sink at all the water and blows it all over your shirt it's a really great invention <laughs> also this morning while i was doing that oh my god uh, i realized another this and maybe you guys are already doing this maybe i'm late to the game but if you're not i want to throw it out there because at 46 years never crossed my mind uh we've been out of q-tips for a while uh, we ran out. We keep forgetting to buy them at the grocery store. So we bought some Q-tips last night, and I got so fucking excited to use the Q-tips. I dual-wielded the Q-tips, and when I was doing it, I realized I've never done that before. I've always been a one-year-at-a-time Q-tipper. Dual-wielded it. It's a little stressful because you're, you're doing two things at once, but talk about a time saver. I've cut my Q-tipping time in half. But that's all bullshit. You, oh, God. It doesn't do anything. It, don't, it does nothing but like push wax against your eardrum. Can we? The shite. You shouldn't use them. No, it Can takes the wax out. That's why it's on the Q-tip. No, you, you need the wax in there. No, Can you need some wax the in there. But the excess wax is, 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 is what it's pushing down and like impacting. Nah, I'm not doing that. Very bad for you. Mm. Especially two at a time. I've had the fart for two hours. Can we end this? I need to... I'm, I need. To... What's going on with Andrew? I've been holding in a fart for two fucking hours. Can we end this? I thought we were wrapping. What do you mean? Well, we I've been holding it in. Why are you holding it in? We can't smell it. It doesn't matter no, to us. No, it would be loud. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt. I are don't you know. You allowed fart. All right. We well, let's it, right? let's end it on your fart, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, fart us out live. We'll we'll fart it out live, Andrew. This is well. You know the pressure of farting now, like trying to capture it. So it's going to be a disappointment. But I'll try. Two hour fart.
Hey, thank you for listening to Face. Uh, we, we're going to end on a high note. We're going to end on a two-hour fart. We'll see you next week. And I released it a little bit because I thought we were wrapping it and then you on Q-tips. It sounded like someone punching a cup of mud. <laughs> that was so It sounded like a soggy engine trying to turn over. <laughs> oh my God. It sounded like you're trying to start a lawnmower. <laughs> disappointing at all and it came over perfectly <laughs> through discord oh my god that, that was, was so it. loud did you like tilt up to do that or was that just where you where you sat no no i put the microphone to my ass but i don't know what i did i've been ripping homers for like the last 12 hours it's i just can't stop oh i don't know dude, but that was them. that was definitely a homer oh my god yeah. zimmer would be proud oh uh, we've become a, a fart podcast I think we always have been. I think yeah, we were we doing them. We were doing them on the recordings. Oh, God. Well, I, can't, I don't think we could have asked for a better ending.